Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And as you know, we broadcast from gorgeous Scottsdale, Arizona, Old Town Scottsdale, Arizona. And the uh, great thing about Scottsdale, Arizona, it's either heaven or hell. And right now it's chilly. It's a little cold, but it's still heaven. Anyway, we have a very important show today. Uh, Kim is not here. I'm in, in the studio today with my real tax advisor, Tom Wheelwright. He's the author of Tax-Free Wealth. And I love having Tom because an advisor is a teacher. And so when I wrote about in my book, Fake, we have fake money, fake teachers, and fake assets. And most financial advisors are fake, especially accountants. So Tom is a, an accountant, and we're going to talk about taxes. And it's going to be personal today because I'm going to, Tom and I will have a discussion on air with all of you of how I plan to not pay any taxes in the next couple of years. Now, I know you communists out there are going to say, oh, that's not fair. So, well, you can pay all the taxes you want then, you know, even Elizabeth Warren. But, you know, President Trump and I don't pay much in taxes. And that's the game. But we do it legally. So this is a very informative show. It's kind of a live interview, which Tom and I do about taxes, because most people don't plan on taxes until after they get the bill or they let the government flace them. <laughs> you get a tax refund, which means you're stupid enough to let the government take your money in the first place out of your paycheck, which I would never do, but some people have to. Anyway, very important show because your number one expense, rich or poor, still taxes. Well, I don't pay any taxes. Yeah, but you still pay sales tax, gasoline tax, real estate taxes, and all this. So taxes are basically the way the government sticks their hands in your pocket. And if you like that, more power to you. I really don't like somebody's hands in my pocket. So it's a very important show. It's about taxes. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, thanks, Robert. It's always good. You know, I love talking about taxes. I know, so. <laughs> I know. You're one of the rare guys out there. And we just had uh, a guest here. She came all the way from uh, Fort Lauderdale, I guess, Florida. And she is an attorney, very bright, young, very, very attractive, bright young lady. She's from Haiti. She escaped poverty. So she comes to New York. She goes through law school and she's now making a lot of money. And if you've seen it, it's on Rich Dad YouTube channel, but her name is Kara. And Kara says to Tom, well, my accountant said, because you're making so much money, make less and expense more. In other words, don't make any more money, just increase your expenses. And Tom and I advise her to, number one, fire her account. But the problem is, Tom, that's pretty prevalent, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately, I, I hear it all the time. I, I, I hear people say, well, my account said, if I'm going to pay less tax, the only way to do that is to make less money. I'm going, are you like stupid? I mean, this is the dumbest, seriously dumbest advice in the history of the world. 
Right, and, and she's from Haiti, and the two of you are having a field day talking French, right? Absolutely. It, it was interesting because she's talking about they use the word petite, which is means little in front of everything. And, you know, it's great if you pay a petite amount of taxes. That's the goal. <laughs> but to have a petite amount of money is a bad idea. <laughs> so today, ladies and gentlemen, Tom's going to give you some ideas about if you're a W-2 or an employee, what you can do to minimize your taxes. We do recommend viewing it legally. As I always say, I don't want to go to jail and dance with my boyfriend in there. But there's so many things you can do to reduce taxes, but you got to do it ahead of time, right, Tom? Well, you do. I mean, <laughs> it's like retroactive planning, reverse planning doesn't work. You have you to plan go to jail plan for that one. Planning means going forward. The, what, what happens is, is that people go, oh, I've got too many taxes. So they do one of two things. They, they either spend money like her accountant told her to do, right? They go out and buy something they don't need. Or it's even worse, they cheat. And I see that all the time. There's a lot of people that go, oh, my tax is too high, I'm going to cheat. I had somebody just the other day, an accountant was telling me that their, <laughs> their client had said, well, we're just not going to deposit our checks till the next year. And I'm going, yeah, well, you already have the money. It doesn't matter whether you deposit or not. It's still taxable. So you don't get to do that. And why would you cheat when you could legally reduce your taxes. Right. So we're doing this towards the end of the 2019, but you know, another part of this today's program is Tom and I have a discussion because when I do tax planning, I'm two years out and most people are two years behind schedule and that's why they never get ahead tax wise. So what can a person do? Let's say they're an E or an S. What can they do to minimize taxes legally? Well, outside of <laughs> cheating, <laughs> outside of cheating, they want to do it legally, but, um, you know, outside of their business expenses, because business really, I mean, the, the government absolutely promotes business and there are lots of tax breaks for business. And so the, the first thing they really ought to do is sit down with a tax advisor like you do and actually look at what's going to happen because how you own your business, how you do things, that's, that's all going to have an impact. Could I own a business. As an employee, you absolutely, you can, it's so easy to start a business on online business is the easiest thing in the world to start. Right. So it's a matter of changing the, the way you look at the world, right? For sure. If, if you're looking at the world purely as an employee, if you're purely an E quadrant person, you're in trouble. Um, about the only thing you can do in, is invest in oil and gas. I mean, that you can do. You can? Yep. As an employee, you can invest in oil and gas, but pretty much nothing else is available to you unless you become a professional investor or a business owner. So... Towards the end of the year, what can small businesses do to minimize taxes? Well, again, first thing they have to do is sit down with their, their tax advisor. You're ahead. Uh, yeah. See, that's I, the lesson, exactly. everybody. We're doing this at year end, but you should really have done this at the start of the year. Well, right, because the problem with the end of the year is how much can you do in the last month of the year to reduce your taxes? I mean, it's like Kara's accountant said, you can go spend money, but if you weren't going to spend that money anyway, that's just a waste of money. And you told her what to, something about to save 30 cents, you waste a dollar? Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. If you're in a 30% tax bracket and you spend a dollar to save 30 cents, <laughs> what kind of a good deal is that? I mean, you might as well just come to me and I will take your money and it's deductible, right? You pay your accountant. So you might as well do that. They call it professional services. Right? <laughs> exactly. So the point is, and it drives people crazy. I was on a radio interview this morning. And I was, I was just yakking away saying, I don't like to pay taxes. 
this person's hair on their back went up. You know, they said, you're cheating the government. I said, no, you're an idiot. That's the difference. Because what you always say in your book, Tax-Free Wealth by Tom Wheelwright, is taxes are incentives, right? Well, right. If you if you think about what does the government want you to do, what do they want encouraged to have happen? And they the government knows nobody likes paying taxes. And so they do it through taxes. And if you get a tax benefit for doing something that the government wants done, you're probably going to do it. You just have to know what those incentives are. So my primary way, or Kim and our primary way, is we have businesses, but we also invest in real estate. I could, we call it the McDonald's plan. You know, what business is McDonald's in? Real estate. What business is Rich Dad in? Real estate. Why is, why is real estate good for taxes? Well, <laughs> real estate, in, in the U.S. right now, the real estate is the most favored investment that there is. Real estate's even better than oil and gas now from a yes. tax standpoint. I mean, it's amazing, the benefits for real estate. And it all comes down to this word we use a lot, depreciation, which means you get a deduction for buying the real estate, even though it may not wear out. So, um, you know, we just did a, a realist, I mean, a show with Kim and we were in Hungary and we we're talking about Sandor, our guide who speaks fluent English and they had no money in Hungary when they're in communist time. So he just worked really hard and he added a house onto the back of his house. It's kind of an ugly thing, but it's cute, you know, and he added three closets with hot plates and toilets in them. Wow. So he rents out three units that he added onto the back of his house with a spiral staircase going to it from the outside. So now he has three tenants. Exactly. How does that work? Well, you know, in most countries, you build something new, you're going to get a tax deduction for the wear and tear on that building. And sometimes it's very quickly. I mean, the U.S., it's like 30% of your purchase price could be deducted this year, in, in the year you buy it. So. They've got tenants because it's a rental property, right? Because it's producing income, there's expenses that relate to producing that income and you get to deduct it against the income because it's a net income tax. So if he spends a hundred thousand dollars in expenses with, you know, lumber and nails and concrete, is that depreciable? Absolutely. That's going to, that's going to be deducted over the life of that building. Whatever the government says, the life of that building is. Even in Hungary. Even in Hungary. So this is a matter of thinking, you know, rather than just going to school, getting a job and saving money, get any tax breaks for that? <laughs> well, well, the only one there is, is the 401k and you, everybody knows how we feel about that one. That's a, so, so there's no way to do it without giving your money into the control of the government. I mean, that's really what those plans are. They're a way for the government to control your money and to control your investing. But if you want to have control over your money, then you really have to look at being a business owner or a professional investor. Right. Another thing we we're talking to Kara, who's uh, she's from Haiti. She's an attorney and she's a PI. I mean, a personal injury, and she makes a lot of money. But you also gave her some other ideas other than just you talked about her children and all that. How does that work for a self-employed person? Well, so for example, I mean, one of the things the government wants us to do is teach our children how to work and get them productive into society. And so the government gives tax benefits for employing children in your business. And one of the big tax benefits in the U.S. right now is that we have a $12,000 personal deduction. That means that the first $12,000 of income that you earn is not taxed. Well, that's true for your child, just as it's true for you. Can, can I rent a kid? 
<laughs> you can pay any children you want. You're welcome to pay my really? children, Robert. Absolutely. Here's the thing, though. If you pay somebody else's child, now they're in control of that money. You're not still oh, in control not of it. That's not good. So you pay your own child, pretty much you're going to be in control of that money, even though you've paid the child. You get a deduction. They don't pay tax. How about age of the child? Doesn't matter. As long as they can actually do the work. They really do have to work for you. You can't just pretend. We, we always say if you, if you want to get a pretend deduction, you know, that's fine, but it's pretend. You go to jail for that stuff. Exactly. What else can a person do? Oh my heavens. I mean, you can go on and on. You know, when it comes down to it though, it's how you use your money, right? Because if you just consume it, if you just spend it, it's going to be taxable to you. But if you put it back into your business, if you put it into real estate, you put it into commodities, oil and gas. If, if How about the new Trump tax law for the U.S. with buy a car or something? Oh my heavens. The, the, the tax benefits under the new 2017 tax law are unbelievable. Let me, let me give you an example. So let's say that, that you've got a, a business, uh, you do some real estate and you, you go out and you drive to that real estate every day. Okay. But you could have a home office and the IRS actually likes home offices. People think that's a big red flag, but it's not. So you get a home office. Now, every mile you drive of that car, when you're going, you'd have no commute anymore because you're commuting to your home office. So all of that mileage is deductible. Well, what does that mean? Well, under the new Trump tax bill, that means that you could go buy a car. Let's say you've been wanting a car, but you're going, oh, it's so expensive. But you go buy this big new SUV or a big new truck or something like that. You might be able to deduct as much as 100% of the purchase price. And then you bought it, even if you in borrowed all the this money year? this year. So this is actually something like if you're at the end of the year, then you could actually decide, well, let's see, I'm thinking about buying a new car anyway, buy it before the end of the year, because then you're going to get a big tax break for it. Let the government pay for part of it. And the government's happy because you're actually helping the economy with all these jobs and stuff like this. Well, exactly. What, what the government's saying is, look, if you're going to take this this car and you're going to use it for your business to produce more income, we're going to share in that income. We're going to, you're going to pay tax on that income. So what we want to do is we're going to give you a tax break on the front end. Right. And talking about petite, she called it the T, T, right? Yeah. T. So, um, when I talk to S's, one of the things they always scrimp on is that bookkeeper. Oh my heavens. That's they, want a to, they want to do it themselves. And so they sit there by the hour going over their numbers, checking what the income was, expenses and all this. Is a bookkeeper for E's and S's a deduction? It is for S's. For an E, it's not. For an S, it is. But if an E sets up a home office? Then they have a business and now their bookkeeper is deductible. And why is a bookkeeper so important? Well, because you can't make a decision unless you have information. Accurate numbers. And you need accurate information. And the bookkeeper, their job is to give you accurate information so you can make better decisions. So I know when I'm talking to either a loser or a crook, there's a couple of giveaways because I'm not like Tom. I'm not a very sophisticated tax guy. I'm not an accountant. But when somebody says, I'll give you a discount if you pay cash, <laughs> you know, you know, they're skimming. You know, they're skimming. The second thing I know, I'm talking to an idiot. Well, I do my own books. Oh my heavens. I'm going, why would you do that? 
it, it's so inexpensive to hire a bookkeeper and they're going to do it better than you are anyway. And if you got an audit, that bookkeeper is worth everything with accurate numbers. Absolutely. And they're going to go dig up all that information that you need. Uh, you know, you get audit. audits can take hundreds of hours. I know. And if I'm going to borrow money, does a bank, is a bank happier if I have book bookkeepers records? Well, for sure. Because now you've got accurate numbers. You've got real financial statements, professional financial statements. So you need that you need that bookkeeper and then you need your accountant to look at the bookkeeper. And then what you do is now you can start working with a banker on their terms. Correct. So that's why those are the two things. I'm not, that's about the best I know. I just, I'll take cash. You know, they're skimming and they're cheating the government. And the second thing is I do my own books. Every time I hear that, I go, I'm not going to talk to you any further. It's a waste of my time because you'll always think petite, petite. Oh, there, there's no question. I actually have a brand new client that their bookkeeping is a mess and they just, they need an in-house bookkeeper. They need somebody to actually take care of everything they do because otherwise you can't grow. You can't go to a bank. You can't go to an investor. Nobody's going to talk to you. Right. So when we come back, we'll be talking more to Tom about me. My favorite subject, me, is because I have massive tax problems because I make too much money. Now, I know some of you don't have that problem, but you hire that bookkeeper and you, and you don't cheat the government, you'll have that problem with making too much money. So when we come back, Tom and I will be doing tax planning, but we're planning two years out. We'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. You can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes, Android, and YouTube. And then you can please leave a review from wherever you listen. You do that by just using hashtag AskRichDad on social media. Once again, use hashtag AskRichDad on social media. You can review it, ask, ask questions, criticize, make comments, or ask for further clarification. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them for one reason, for review. If you listen to this program again, your, your, your comprehension will go up because we're talking about our most important subject, which is taxes. 
but also you can discuss it with friends, family, and business associates. Because when it comes to taxes, most people are cowards. Just like we talked about Kara, the attorney, personal injury attorney, and her accountant said to make less money and spend more money. I mean, you got to be an idiot. I'd fire that. I would fire that accountant so fast. So we're going. To, our guest today is Tom Wheelwright. He is my advisor. An advisor is a teacher. That's why I've rich that advisor books. And Tom's book is Tax Free Wealth. But I have the benefit of talking to him directly. You should buy his book and then interview your account. Then you'll know you've a good account or a bad account. But Tom, you know, you and I always discuss we're two years out. We're not trying to scramble year end, which a lot of people do. So I'm making more and more money, which is a good problem. And the way I've always solved that problem was after the 2008, you know, Kenny McElroy and I, because it's debt and taxes, we use debt to buy a lot of real estate. Right now, I'm pulling back. I don't want to be chasing real estate at all-time highs, especially with the bond market at all-time highs. It's, it's suicide right now. And at the same time as at Rich Dad, we're making more money. So that's my problem, making too much money and uh, I don't want to pay any more taxes. So what ideas have you got for me? You know, so it's great that we're talking two years out because uh, like you said, I mean, a lot of times, uh, you know, you get people and they'll, the client will they'll call it's you. December 25th. Where's yeah, my tax break? It, it, exactly. Or even worse, you're doing the tax return and you're saying, well, geez, you know, you got a big, big tax bill here. And they say, well, what can some we checks. do? Let's what can we do? Some and checks. I'm going, yeah, it's, it's, too, and it's, to jail. it's too late. So, you know, knowing, you know, one of the, the things that we do is we're looking at, and, and I, I look at a lot with Kim, especially we look at your financials every month. Okay. And I'm looking at, okay, so how's it coming this year and what's going to happen in the next year and what's going to happen the year after that? Because you're in a challenging place. I mean, you really are because putting the money, you can't put the money into your business fast enough and you can't put your money into real estate because of where the markets are. So what are you going to do? So we have to start looking at alternative ways to reduce your taxes, which are things that the government wants you to do. So any ideas for me? Well, so, so one thing that we do look at is how do we manage your risk, right? How you've, you're a big personality. You've got, you know, a lot of risk and what business owners forget is that they have a lot of risk that they're taking on themselves. They don't pay insurance for that because the insurance would be too much. Okay. Well, there is a law on the books that actually came from Iowa and the farmers that says that, look, you can actually create your own insurance company and you can pay premiums to this insurance company, pool it with other people who pay premiums to their insurance company. And then you end up with a deduction for the insurance premium, but the insurance company is not taxable. We call that a captive insurance company. It's not for everybody. If you don't make, you know, if you're Millions. not making, a, you know, a million dollars a year, it's not something you're going to do, but it's something that you go, wow, if I'm making a million dollars a year, I probably got a lot of risk that I'm taking on myself. The government wants you to be prepared for that because what the government doesn't want is they don't want you going out of business because of a lawsuit. They don't want you going out of business because you've taken on, you've got some liability that crops up that you weren't expecting. They'd like you to protect yourself. And so this is their way. And again, it started with farmers. They don't want farmers to, to lose their, their land because they have one big, you know, big, 
lost, you know, bad lost, year or one big loss or something happens. And so they allowed this. I had a farmer this, in Montana, golfers took out his whole field. Well, there you go. That would be a exact reason to have this captive insurance company. So that's the type of thing. You, really what it is, is it's looking at what are you doing and what does the government want you to do? And then let's do it that way. I mean, the, the, the other How question does captive is, insurance work? If I put a million dollars into that, what happens? It's deductible to you and not taxable to the insurance company. So the million dollars is now sheltered. It's now sheltered. That's right. It, it's, it's amazing. Can I, can, I, <laughs> can I get my hands back on that million dollars? Well, as a matter of fact, that million dollars is now in the, the insurance company. And once it's earned, it can be invested. And there's no reason it can't be invested, at least a good portion of it can't be invested into something else that you want to invest in because you have control over it. So you can invest in it. But that's what insurance companies do. They collect that's your exactly premium. That's exactly what they do. That's what Buffett does, right? Right. Warren Buffett. He collects your insurance money from Geico and stuff like that. And he invests it for himself. Well, yeah. If you look at, uh, you know, who owns a lot of the big real estate, it's, you know, Prudential and Geico and, you know, that's where, I mean, that's where Kenny gets a lot of his money is from the insurance companies. Well, where they got it? They got it from the premiums, right? Now the big insurance companies, they're taxable on those premiums. The nice thing is the small insurance company, the captive is not taxable. On those amen. Premiums. Amen. Amen. Anything else I can do? You know what? There, there's so many things that we want to look at, but here's where we want to start. We always want to start with what do you, what are you going to be doing with your money over the next couple of years? Okay. If you're going to just set it in cash, we have a challenge with that. Okay. So we need to actually find a way to deploy that money, which is both good for you to get your, to, to get a return on that money. And at the same time, you get a tax benefit. So, so let, let me give you my logic system because ladies and gentlemen, again, people have experts. So an expert sometimes is a financial planner and you hope they know what they're talking about, but they're not your friend. You don't know if they're professional. You don't know their track record. My advisors, and I have about six or seven of them, like Tom and Kenny McElroy and Garrett Sutton, who's the attorney side of the equation, is that I can ask them questions and they're like my teachers. You guys are my mentors. And that's what an advisor does. And that's how I get richer. So I say, well, I don't want to pay my attorney any money. I said, well, or my accountant, well, you're going to get more stupid because you're your own client. Then, <laughs> I mean, you're your own attorney then. And you're the client, which is really stupid. But anyway, my idea is if, if I invest in new projects inside the rich dad company, those are business expenses, which re don't they reduce the taxes? Absolutely. That if you earn a hundred dollars and you put that back into your company, that hundred dollars back in the company, you'll pay zero tax. So my company is stronger. Exactly. And that's really, you know, that's really the, the big object. thing that we want to be looking at is, okay, you're, as you're expanding your mission to elevate the financial well-being of humanity and you're expanding that, what kinds of costs are you going to incur? What, what's the best way to build that? And right now, under the new 2017 law, everything you put in, whether it's equipment, whether it's employees, no matter what it is that you're building in that infrastructure, it's all going to be deductible. So the projects I'm working on, this is a real discussion, is we're investing in a new documentary is costing us a million mm -hmm. five. Now that's a lot of money, but the plan is to get that money back. Okay. So we're going to make more money and we've now invested in assets. It's not different than me building a book. A book is an asset, an artifact. 
And that book pays me money for years and years and years and years and years. One of my greatest income is books. So I might spend 50000 for a book, but a book will make me millions of dollars, which means I have a new tax problem. So right now, I'm going to invest in two documentaries. So it's like, let's say it cost me $2 million this year, and it pays me for years. How does that work? Is that a good idea? Because the company, Rich Dad, gets stronger because we have more assets working for us. So a, a lot of it is is how we look at this, okay? Because taxes is all, you know, what's your right. perspective? And so this is really a marketing expense in, in, a, in a lot it of is. cases. It really is a marketing expense. And the question is, are we creating an asset that is deductible now? Or are we creating an asset that we have to deduct over a long period of years? Right. And that's a matter of how do you set this up and how do you, you know, how do you work with your accounting? How do you work with your, your tax return? How everything is set up is going to have an impact on whether it's deductible now or over the next 15 years or not until you sell it. So that's where you and I discuss that's this. That's where we get into the nitty gritty, the, the details. Yep. What would some of the, if I want to build this first documentary, it's called, it's on the cash heist, it's how our money is stolen via the Federal Reserve Bank, the Treasury, and Wall Street. And that money is going to come back to me. So I, let's say I put a million five into it, I get six million back. What does that mean? Well, so so what would happen is at, at a minimum, worst case scenario from a tax standpoint is of that six million dollars, only four and a half million dollars would be taxed. But I'm gonna just keep re redeploying it, right? Right. So that so I'm that, gonna keep reinvesting. Four hundred four and a half million dollars that would be taxed. Now you're gonna invest it somewhere else and get another tax deduction. So, but but you know, for, for those who have read Rich Dad Poor Dad the my cash flow game, I'm into assets. An yes. asset is something that puts money in my pocket. So if I build an asset, like a book's an asset, a game is an asset, a video is an asset, I just keep making more money, right? No, that's exactly what happens. And that's actually what the government is looking for, right? right? That's that's the incentive. They're looking for capitalists. They want you to make more money. Eventually, I mean, at some point in time, they're going to collect tax on it, okay? What we want to do is we want to keep pushing that, pushing that, pushing that, building it, building it, because eventually there's actually ways when we, on the back end, when we actually sell a business, that we can eliminate the tax on the sale. So we're looking at deferring, you know, we think of this word deferral, which is postpone, right? And we think we postpone, 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 and then at the end we eliminate. And that's kind of the, that's my favorite plan, postpone, 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 and then eliminate. So ladies and gentlemen, what you're listening to is a real tax planning session. We're two years out because we're doing such great jobs right now. We have young Sarah here and she's helping us pump the social media side. We're going to actually put out more product for people to get educated on. We're going to do our job first, which is to educate, you know, or we could just pay higher salaries and bonuses and all that, which made the company weaker at some level. So I've explained to the team here is that we're gonna make the company stronger, which makes our position stronger. So by by acquiring assets, I get the tax breaks, but we also have more income coming in for longer terms. And that's why we're, we're still surviving is my books are still bringing in millions of dollars, right? Uh, absolutely, and and you're you're continuing to build it. That's the thing, it's, it's all about, are you going to produce, are you gonna continue to produce and build and so forth, or are you gonna go, you know, spend it on a vacation and you know, Timbuktu, wherever, you know, the important thing is that what the government wants you to do is they want you to continue producing and they're going to reward that. 
Well, yesterday we have a new slogan at the Rich Dad Company. It's called Production Up, Bullshit Down. I like it. And we've had a lot of bullshit up, production down. So now we're just stepping up production, bullshit down, so everybody will make more money, but the company stays stronger. And it's ultimately what the tax department wants. That's exactly right. I mean, what, what the government wants you to do is they want you to be successful because they, re, they, they get rewarded. They get rewarded because you've got more jobs. You're doing good for, you know, for society, things that they want done, you're doing. And eventually they expect to be collecting taxes on that. Right. Another thing we're doing, you know, we talked about this yesterday, Sarah, is that rather than talking about pay raises, I'd rather talk about profit sharing. That way, if the if the company produces more revenue via assets, then we share the profits. So you think more like the owner versus the employee. Is that, is that logic fit with you? It, it totally fits. And you know what it does is it actually gives the employees some options from a tax standpoint, because if they effectively become owners, I mean, for example, they're tax. Well, they're not owners. So they're sharing. Yeah, effectively they're sharing in the profit, but they could be sharing in the profit as contractors, they could be sharing in the profit in, in the profit as stock options. You know, you see that in technology all the time. There's tax benefits. There are more tax benefits for profit share than there are for salaries. wages and salaries. Yep. So let me ask this, this this other question here. Then, is it possible for somebody like Sarah who works with us, or an employee? Sarah's kind of an independent contractor, but could an employee set up their own? through Garrett, their own LLC or something? Could I, could I pay into that or are there, are there legal, legal Absolutely. There, 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 there are legal restrictions on that. You have to be very careful. You want to dot your I's and cross your T's, but Sarah's an independent contractor and she is independent. I mean, the reality is they have to be independent. You can't be telling them what to do every day, every hour of every day. If you do that, they're an employee um, because they want to protect the employees. But at the same time, if they, if you say, well, I'm happy to have my, uh, the people who work for me be independent and do things on their own time in their own way, then absolutely they can do that. But is it possible for an employee of Rich Dad to have their own LLC? For sure. And could I pay into the LLC, the, the profit sharing? Oh, for sure. For so sure. So my, for sure. Everybody wants you to hear this. I want everybody in who's associated with Rich Dad to think more like business owners versus employees. And so Sarah and I have talked about, I said, I don't like the words pay raise because all they're going to do is pay more taxes. <laughs> but if they get profit sharing shunted into their own corporation, there's opportunities. They can make more money, pay less tax. For sure. So that's the difference here. And that's what we want to teach everybody who works or comes in contact with rich dad here is that the government wants to be rich and they use taxes as an incentive to help the company get stronger, but also everybody else around us get stronger. Exactly. It's always, it, it, to me, it's always about making more money and paying less tax. Right. And so if you have an accountant out there who's telling you to make less money and increase your expenses, fire them. And you get Tom's book, Tax-Free Wealth. You study the book and then you hire your own accountant, but make sure you also have a bookkeeper because the more accurate your records are, the easier life will be. Because when you start making a lot of money, you've got to have a bookkeeper, right, Tom? Absolutely. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank everybody listening to Rich Dad Radio. And you know, next year, make more money and pay less taxes. So, Tom, what are you working on? So, I'm very excited because you you say you always tell people 
have your accountant read this, read tax-free wealth, right? That's like your number one recommendation. You read it, have your accountant well, read it. Well, if you want to pay less tax. If you want to pay less tax. So what we're doing is we've actually developed and are developing a network of CPAs, of tax professionals. And we have 25 in our network. We've just been doing this a year. We have 25 CPA firms in our network. And our goal is 10,000 CPA firms worldwide because the question- will follow your strategies. Who will follow our strategies that I train and I personally train that we make sure that they're following our strategies. I actually tell people we're the Marine Corps of accounting networks That's because right. we make sure that they follow the rules. That's good. That's good. That's good. Well, congratulations on that. And all of you out there, please understand this. There's a part of me that just loves to say I make millions of dollars and pay no taxes. It's kind of my, you know, the, it's the middle finger gesture to the world. <laughs> and every time I say that, especially on air, whew, boy, does it get hot out there because everybody kind of knows the rich make more money and don't pay taxes. So we have, we have Elizabeth Warren running for president and, or commissar, whatever she's running for, and Bernie Sanders and AOC. They want to tax the rich. Do the rich pay more taxes, Tom? No, the, the rich will always find a way not to pay those more taxes. Correct. And ultimately, who gets, who gets taxed is the middle class. Ultimately, that's that's where the money end up coming from. Yeah, ends so, up coming from. So all these, I'm not Republican or Democrat, but when they say they're going to tax the rich, you know, they're coming after your money, not my money. Because as we talk about, there's two types of income. There's income from labor. As long as you're working for money, right. you will pay taxes. But if you're working from capital, you pay less taxes. So there's, there's income from capital, which is investments and businesses. Right. And there's labor and Whenever your school teacher says to you, go to school, get a job and work hard, fire that teacher. You want somebody who is not a communist, but a capitalist, because you want to go to school, make a lot of money and pay no taxes. That is the American way. Right, Tom? It, exactly. It's all about it's the, the worldwide more, way. The, actually. More, the more assets you have, the less tax you pay. Yeah, and it's worldwide. It is worldwide to every country we've ever been to together, Robert. It's the same. Yeah. So... If I'm antagonizing you saying I'll make millions more in money and pay less taxes, you just heard how we do it here. We sit with Tom. I sit with Tom. Kim sits with Tom. Kim's more accurate on the numbers. I like to just make the money. I like to make the money. Kim accounts for the money. And that's how you get rich. That is, you know what? That's what we're teaching everybody at our Wealth Building Network is how to make more money and pay less tax. So if you don't have an account or a bookkeeper like Tom, you're going to pay more taxes. Thank you for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.